Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon. No, 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 no. This is the Female Confidence Coach podcast with Chrissy Hiller. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. This is the Greg Fearon podcast. Mm, I'm pretty sure I'm the female confidence coach. Should we should we just do it that it's both of our podcasts? All right, people. Okay. Today you have Greg and Chrissy. And this episode is going to go on both of our podcasts. Yay. Sharing. Who's so caring? Exactly. So, yeah, long time no see. Hi. Yeah. I missed you. I know. We were walking like walking along the beach the last time that we got to see each other properly, right? I know. How long has it been? Six weeks, seven weeks, seven weeks? Yeah, about six weeks, six, seven weeks since that epic three days of being done. Wow. Crazy, crazy how time flies. Our time flies. That's a that's a really apt sentence that you just said there as well. Because what are we talking about today? Um, I think we were talking about finding time, especially for busy women who want to get in shape, want to lose weight, but always talk about, I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. It is going to be fun. Love it. Love it. It'd be interesting it's- to be coming from a, a man's perspective, because obviously... Women will go, well, you're a man, you don't understand our plight, but I've got a few things for that one. So, Oh, I love yeah. it. Let's go. Let's, Let's rock. Let's go. It's really interesting because I've been doing a five-day free kickstart challenge this week, and um, today's topic was you time. Okay. So I did a little 15-minute first thing in the morning like a few breathing exercises get everyone got their journals and set some intentions and just like close their eyes and focused on their breathing for like a minute really short sharp and so many people have kind of messaged me since saying I never do stuff like this I never find time for me why do you think that is what 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 is it about that line I never have time for me what is where does that come from So from my own personal experience, and I'm also going to admit, I don't always have this cracked 100%. I don't. And you know that because I've told you that. But I think it's because we constantly think everyone else and everything else is more important than we are. So where does that come from? Well, that must come from our belief system you see a little while ago about a year ago i actually had a client in tears yep Mm. oh i make my clients cry um (laughs) because we were talking and i was saying that you know a lot of the stuff that she was telling me was about was actually came from her mum um this perception and i think there was a different era like where my mum was able to be at home most of the day she gets stuff done the modern woman doesn't have that luxury because most of the time they're at work nine till six, five, seven, mm. whatever it is. And then we're doing, then we're trying to cram in all this other stuff that would have been done nine to five or nine to three before the kids got home. But now you're trying to cram it into, I don't know, three hours before your Netflix binge. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Um, yeah, and that, I think that 
from my point of view, that leads into this belief system mm-hmm. of what you've seen when you were younger. Yeah. You know, you see your mum flying around doing this, that and the other. But if I if I truly ask the question to myself, my mum worked differently to what I work now. Yeah. You know, I've only got one child and my mum had me and my brother. Obviously, I was the angel. Um, <laughs> what, what happened to you? I don't know. <laughs> um, but my mum didn't always work full time. Mm. So my view of that time is skewed because from the age of four and a half, I was at school anyway. I didn't see what my mum did between what quarter to nine and three o'clock I didn't see um so I think there's a lot about what we see and not reconciling that life was different Mm -hmm. whether it was you know I think we both look after women of of a similar age but let's say 30 to 55 60 years ago um not not reconciling that life has moved on and life is different Mm -hmm. but it's there's so many other bits to it as well the stories we tell ourselves the excuses we make the lack of value that we put on our own time our own health our own mental well-being Mm -hmm. um maybe there's even like a lack of understanding of how important it is to just stop sometimes and just take a minute or five or 10, you know? You just, you kind of just made me think of something actually where oftentimes when I've worked, started to work with ladies, when when I'm looking at the day, they're like, oh, I've got to clean up. I've got, there's this incessant need to everything to be cleaned, like the, dettled and bleached down to infinite because there's this perception that my house needs to look like MTV Cribs every night before I go to bed or a woman's work isn't done. Mm. Um, And I guess from a man's point of view, like, this is going to sound very sexist and women listening to this are going to be like, but you're just a man. I'm like, well, yeah. And I think men, because we're so logical often, we're like, well... That's a weekend job. We'll leave it. But often I find the women struggle with leaving things to another mm-hmm. dedicated time to do it. Rather, it has to be done. Mm-hmm. I can't go to sleep with, with, with a plate in the sink. Like, mm. what is that? So you say MTV Cribs, I say Mrs. Hinch. And I think, you know, I think she's got a lot to answer for. Don't get me wrong. I I don't I don't have anything against the woman. I think she's done a brilliant job of turning her obsession for cleaning into a brand and a business. Oh, she's smashed. Absolutely smashing it. However, She's also really good at showing you the opposite side of it. She does show you that her house isn't always clean and and tidy and sparkling. And I feel like we've taken this, 
you know, we take all of these things and magazines and adverts and and all the things that influence us and we put this expectation on ourselves, like you said, that life has to be sparkly, clean, 100% of the time, ridiculous. And it's just not, it's not achievable. Like Mrs. Hinch's job is cleaning her house. At the moment, she's on maternity leave, but her job, she doesn't have another job. It's cleaning her house and putting 100 stories on Instagram a day. If you had all day to clean your house and sell cleaning products, your house would be clean all the time. But the reality of it is the people you and I work with have jobs. Yeah, careers. Yeah, careers, jobs. You know, I work with a couple of people who are stay-at-home mums. That's a job in itself. So, you know, it's, um, it's, I think we're looking at things through this, this lens that is not reality. Yeah. Like, take the glasses off, ladies. It's, it's like, it's always funny, right? Women are always like, oh, I don't like all that fantasy sci-fi stuff. But they're trying to live their life through this Instagram science fiction fantasy land that doesn't exist. Yeah. And there's yeah. So there's, it's actually interesting. There's something you said earlier, and it just made me think of a post that I saw someone put up yesterday, or a couple of days ago. And she goes, she's like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm really tired. I haven't been sleeping properly. I'm really tired. But I'm, I went to the gym this morning. I'm going to clean this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And my first comment was, don't go to the gym. Stay at home and chill. Go for mm-hmm. a walk some yoga whatever you want to do just chill out yeah the comments below it were oh well you know a mum's work isn't done and it was almost like she was saying well you know i'm not feeling great but i'm gonna plow on regardless Mm. what what is that why yeah why men go to sleep men get a bit of a sniffle we're like oh we're in bed can't yeah yeah he's a bit smarter (laughs) (laughs) like what no one's going to give you a medal who's going to notice honestly who's going to notice whether the house is sparklingly clean because let's be honest do any of you listening live in a pigsty no of course you don't but do the floors need to be mopped every day no of course not Will someone notice if the floor isn't mopped today when it was last mopped yesterday? No, no. Your husband barely recognises when you have your hair done, love. Don't worry about the floors. I'll speak for all men in attendance. Men, you should notice when your lady gets her hair did. I notice you've said nothing about my hair. Didn't I say you look really good this morning? (laughs) <laughs> he did thank you right exactly did. Model did I not- take it back I take it back yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's but you know it is true why do we put so much pressure on ourselves and I don't I don't know that I have the answer I all I know is that if you take away a bit of that pressure it does make life so much easier 
And it also means that you can actually get the body and the health that you say you've wanted for a long time together. Because like trying to try and get in shape is a life is a different way of living. Okay, you know you hear that mm-hmm. not a diet, it's a lifestyle. They actually mean the same thing, but that's a whole other discussion, people. <laughs> um, it's not a diet, but it's a lifestyle, all those corny things. But it's true, right? You have to live and eat in a certain way to have a certain body look yep. one. So often women will come up and be like, oh, just great, I just haven't got time to put me first. And that's about the stories and putting your the value on your own health. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from, is that we're not taught to value feeling good being in shape feeling your clothes you have to come second third fourth fifth down the rung mm-hmm. but that's yeah. or if you or if you do feel good about yourself healthy full of energy you feel like you have to explain it oh it's interesting or justify it yes you have to justify oh why are you having a salad because that's a better choice for me than having the breadsticks. Mm. That's it. Simple. End of. Um, but I think there's this fear sometimes for ladies of um, being not being in the menopause circle. And what I mean by this is this is the group where everyone moans about losing weight, not being in shape, and they can't. But if you're the lady in that group who actually does make a change, it's almost like a fear of being ostracized by the gang if you start to look good. And then what you do is when your friends start going, oh, look at you, all the rest of it, you then regress back and be like, oh, I haven't got time for for looking after myself. But that's fear of not being in the tribe, not anything else. So what you've just said um one of my clients that I'm working with who is awesome like she is absolutely smashing it and one of she was so honest with me on about week eight she said I'm worried about what my friends are going to think I'm worried that they're going to you know see that I'm making changes and that I'm choosing differently and maybe when we go out for a drink I'll only have one drink whereas normally I would have had a whole bottle of wine and that they'll start you know pushing me out or that they won't feel as connected to me and that was such an interesting conversation because you know, you have to question yourself in in that instance. Why are my friends friends with me? Are my friends friends with me because once a month we go to the pub and I drink a bottle of wine? Because they're all mums, all her friends, they're all mums. They're not at the pub, you know, three times a week. Are they friends with me because I drink a bottle of wine? Are they friends with me because, and I'm using the behaviours that she stepped away from, because I sit at home until midnight, sometimes later, eating bars of chocolate, drinking wine and watching Netflix? No, because they're not with me when I do that. Are they friends with me because, you know, I choose junk food for lunch? No, that's not why they're friends with you. And actually, the test of a true friendship is, are they happy? 
are they happy that you found this in her words this new meaning to life this new purpose are they happy for you yes well then that should be enough and if they're not happy for you are they good enough friends but if I had a nail and a hammer yeah that's about your circle of yeah it's about your circle of influence like we say we're the average of the five people we hang around with that just puts a nail on the head right there right yeah yeah but as humans we like to belong we like we're pack animals we like to belong we like a sense of community so I can understand why you'd be afraid if you've already made the changes but also I can understand why it stops you from making the changes because mm-hmm. yeah. they're all hanging on to each other like no let's be in this unhealthy bubble together and say that I can't lose weight because because it's the why it's the bread or whatever yeah belief we want to hold on to um but ladies if you're listening to this and you're worried about your what your friends are going to say listen if you have to leave a group of people behind and in i think we've both done this in our lives over many different you know in different situations but we're both still here we're both alive i've got all my fingers still nothing's going to happen i've got all my toes just counted sure yeah 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 you're just meant to have four on each foot right no okay yeah, Maybe I'm missing a couple. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so here's a question for you because this is a this is a classic. Ah, oh, but I have to do all this stuff for the kids. Mm. Love this one. We love this one. Okay, so I think I think you do have to. You have to break this one down a little bit, right? So are your kids able to do anything for themselves, i.e. are they still like babies or toddlers? If yes, okay, they are going to be a bit more reliant on you. However, however, do you have to do this stuff exactly the way that you're doing it? all the times that you do it and on your own. Okay, I I recognize that we might have some single parents listening to us and I wanna be really inclusive, but do you have to do all of those things exactly the way you do it, i.e. the long way, the regularity that you do it, and can you never ask for help if they're really young? I'm going to bring some West Indian parent into this situation. So I often hear about women going to hide in the toilet and stuff or they're on the loo and then there's kids in there or trying to have a bath. And like, ladies, you talk about barriers. That is the perfect time to create barriers and show kids that they need to also have their own barriers. what, What we teaching them by always indulging them. Like if your kid's having a meltdown, because you're having a poo, there's something not quite right with that picture. (laughs) Yeah, like, that just should not be happening. Like, I wouldn't even, if if I knew my mum had gone to the bathroom as I grew up, I'd be quiet as a church mouse, I'd go and find a book to read, I'd go and find a drawing to do, 
I'd go and do something. Yeah. And one of the questions mum always used to ask me is, are you bored? Is there nothing, is there nothing for you to do? So it was the pressure. She wasn't, the pressure wasn't on her to entertain me. The yeah. pressure was for me as a child to use my imagination and go and play with the millions of toys that I've got to go and play in the garden and build a, a mud castle or kill yeah. some ants or whatever you did as a kid. But my parents weren't my source of education, uh, of entertainment, shall I say. And ladies, I think we just need to create some barriers in this chisel. Yeah. Yeah, because there's going to come a time where they close the toilet door on you. Mm. Oh, happily. Oh, they'll close their bedroom door and be like, Mum, get out. Like, I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Just because we change their nappies doesn't mean they need to be in the toilet when we go for a poo. Yeah. That is the yeah. thing. And I think I think there is a little bit of an enablement because you feel like if you don't give all your children all of your attention, you're being a bad mum. But actually, I actually think it's the opposite by giving them some space, giving them some freedom to explore and learn and do stuff on their own. You're helping them develop. If they need yeah. you, they'll call you. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be fawning over them all the time. And this is, and I, I'm going to just say, this is why I think we have a snowflake generation coming up because kids don't do anything for themselves. There you go. I love the concept of barriers. Mm. I love that because, and I, do you know what? I've never thought of it like that. I've never thought of it like that. And I think what going back to something you said, it's about communication. And that's communication with the other half, yep. particularly if the kids aren't old enough to understand that you need a bit of you time. But even at, you know, baby stage, it's about communication. My friend, um, my friend Zoe is going to love it that I've mentioned her name on two podcasts now, but my friend Zoe, when she puts her, her little boy down to sleep and, and for her, that was, you know, it was a big battle getting him to sleep, but she, she uses specific language. Okay. It's nap time now sleep well and puts him in his cot awake so that he settles himself. And I think there's something to be said from a young age saying to a child, right, Mummy's going to the toilet now. I'll be back in a minute. Mm. You sit there and play with this. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that there is more that you don't want them touching in a toilet than you don't want them touching in the living room if your house is childproof. Yeah, and just also just like your whole digestive thing, like going to the toilet should be like a... Oh, relax thing. And if yeah. you're like your kids, you know, no, just no. No. Um, but it's a, so communicating with the children. And then if we, you know, if we take this to a bigger example than going to the toilet, you know, one of one of the things that I talk to my ladies about is just find like half an hour or an hour in the week that is completely you. So my my routine is a Sunday evening bath you know, and I will take a book or I'll take the iPad and that's my Netflix time. You know, I, I don't do Netflix during the week. That's my Netflix time. And that's about communication. That's telling Tom and telling Charlie, 
that's where I'm going to be. If the house is burning down, come and get me. If not, leave me alone because I need that time. And actually now to the point of where they say on a Sunday evening, isn't it bath time? Hadn't you better be going upstairs? And it's about communication. But I think so often women think that everything has to be them so that's that's doing all the doing so god forbid i ask my other half if i can have an hour of peace and quiet to take to to take a bath Mm. because no who's going to keep an eye on the kids or if you're you know if you don't have kids god forbid i take an hour and don't do something that doesn't need doing in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and here's the thing right Ladies will complain that their men don't do stuff in the house. But if you talk to us, we're cool. Often men play dumb because we know that, oh, it's all right. She moans at me for a little bit and then, yeah, she'll just do it anyway. And this is, this is the big problem, is this mindset of doing everything. I have to do everything. So I'm going to challenge the ladies to say as well, like, your kids have chores. Yeah. Yes. How are they going to learn life skills if they don't know how to use a hoover? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I ha- can I can I share another story? Oh, share away. It's not not about me. Um I had another conversation with one of my clients on Saturday again smashing it and she joined the call a bit flustered and I could see it in her face and I was like what's going on? And she said, well, the boys were late leaving for golf. And I don't really understand why, but I ended up rushing around getting them ready so that they wouldn't miss the golf lesson. And we broke it down and I was like, okay, how old is your son? 10. How old is your partner? 40 something. Okay. Are both of them able to get themselves dressed breakfasted get the golf clubs ready sorted out and leave on time yes so why are you doing it then does your son get himself ready for school monday to friday yes he gets himself up he gets himself dressed and he gets his own breakfast and i know he does that because he's a couple of days younger than my son and so we often talk about like what they do for themselves okay so what's different about a saturday why can he not get himself dressed and breakfasted and washed on a saturday i don't know she said i don't know why is it is it is this like and obviously maybe i'm a man is this this mothering instinct to want to fix everything but sometimes this stuff can't be fixed like yeah. or else the only way to fix it is to let people fix it yeah or let them make the mistake so that they understand the consequences. Because we, you know, I gave her the example that we live 25 minutes away from Charlie's school. His school is not, you know, a five minute drive away. And so to get him to school and, and get back again is a 50 minute round trip. And um, he takes clarinet lessons on a Friday and um, the amount of times he used to forget his clarinet. And when Tom was taking him to school, Tom would just be like, no, sorry, I'm not going back to get your clarinet. I've got to go to work. And then the one time I was taking him to school, he had an assembly where he was meant to be playing the clarinet and he forgot the clarinet. And so I did 
the drop him at school, drove back home, dropped, went, got the clarinet, went back to school and went back home. So what should have taken me 50 minutes took me an hour and a half. Wow. He didn't play the clarinet in the assembly. Oh dear. So that was it. That was my learning. My learning was, you know what? No. I think at the time he was nine and I said to him, you're nine, you are responsible for your PE kit, for your, you know, your after school club kits and for your clarinet. You know what days you're doing these things. You get your uniform out, you get yourself showered, you get yourself dressed. Most days you do your own breakfast. Now you're responsible for these things as well. Yep. I do feel we've created this culture where kids don't do anything and then they demand money for it. Like yeah. you got roof over your head <laughs> yeah. and the plate of food you get every night. Like that's your reward. Like yeah. not rewarding kids for, for doing something that they need to learn how to do. You're teaching them a life skill. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, do you know what? I think that some mums listening to this are going to think we're being, harsh and overly logical about it but you know I think I think just taking it back to when your kids leave home for uni or leave home you know to go and be independent when they get together with someone and move in with someone do you want them to be the type of child that can manage on their own, that can, it doesn't matter whether they're male or female, by the way, this mm -hmm. is not about what sexual children are. Do you want them to be able to clean the house themselves, to feed themselves, to know how to wash their clothes, to know how to leave the house in the morning looking presentable and go and do a good job at work? Mm -hmm. Or do you want them to move in with housemates or a partner and for that those housemates or a partner to feel like they have to also be that child's mother amen i think actually you hit a, a very good point that i guess with this, a lot of ladies i'm working with and it they get to that point where it's like oh my god i'm low i'm no longer a woman uh, a mother because my child has grown up now and i don't know what to do mm. with myself i'm yeah. like what do I do? I need something to mother or something to do. But that's where the opportunity is, is to change and actually do all those things you said you wanted to do. This is, that's the opportunity right there, yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also why wait? Right. I'm going to say something controversial. Go on. You said, why wait? Why do women struggle to, to make, changes in their life when it comes to their fitness health nutrition i'm gonna say a big thing go on not committing to it because ultimately let's be honest people commit to eastenders coronation street hollyoaks even how dare you people um <laughs> and and their favorite netflix love island yeah oh yeah anyway and I'm going to use the Euros as a very good example, right? I saw people talking about, like, posting on Facebook and all the rest of it, talking about football like it, never in my life. That is great for the nation, and I won't talk about the other stuff that comes with it. However, that energy and that commitment to the England football team, if we put that energy into ourselves, 
Imagine what could happen. Oh my God. Imagine. Like if you committed to getting up every day and going for a walk. Or you did that, that 20 minute training session. Yeah. Or, or 20 minutes of planning and pre prepping your food for the day. Imagine what would happen. Also, I just want to do a side note. Prepping your food does not mean you have to eat chicken, broccoli and rice out of a Tupperware every day, people. Oh, no. Just saying. Oh, yeah, just, let's not go there. But I think Otherwise, we'll go down the unseasoned chicken route and Greg will lose his mind. I won't lose my mind. I'm feeling calm today. I'm feeling good. Okay, cool. Okay. But yeah, imagine the commitment, the commitment you could make. I think this is this is actually tell me if I'm taking it off on a tangent you didn't want to go on but um I think people women think not people women think that changing their lives and becoming healthier happier more confident versions of themselves is going to take hours and hours a day and I think that he's shaking his head and I think that's why that's one of the reasons why they don't commit to it. And it, I'm just bringing it back to, I don't have time because they think it's going to take hours and hours. And I think the don't have time is also a, a pseudo name for I'm scared I'm going to fail mm. because it's mm -hmm. going to be difficult. Um, and that's why we do what we do. That's why we coach yeah. people. So we can actually make it simpler and it doesn't have to be super complex. So you don't have to spend hours in the kitchen making gourmet meals like you like some Shelly down the road influencer um you can actually eat the food you eat every day and learn yeah. how to adjust it so actually there's no new time needed no no and actually you can also learn how to save time oh, oh yeah all that time you spend faffing going around the shops if you prep, if you do a little prep beforehand and say what we're actually going to make for the week, then just go down the ingredient aisle. You'll mm -hmm. save time on faffing around going, oh, should we try this next week? In the yeah. middle of Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> that's actually nonsensical. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I, I completely agree. I think fear of failure, fear of things being too hard, and putting those barriers up mm -hmm. um but i also think we're often busy being busy being busy being busy being busy oh i've got so much things on my to-do list that 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 list yeah 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 and actually if you um if you break it down and think about you know what what is it that what is it that you really need to do and then just do it that's the other thing do, have you read hyperfocus yet no 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 not yet okay so um did you hear my stomach then my stomach's growling I'm so hungry I wish I knew what hunger was at the minute <laughs> oh sorry um so hyperfocus I can't remember who it's by but um Chris Bailey Chris Bailey Chris Bailey that's it so I think that, that there's a really interesting thing that happens so oh Greg I just don't have time I don't have time 
for me because I'm just too busy. There's too many things on my to-do list. Okay, what's on your list? So they list them off. Yeah. Yeah, and I just don't have time. Okay, so we could do a bit of a time audit. Let's see, how much time are you spending doing this? And how much time are you spending doing that? How much time are you are you on in, on um, social media? Oh, I hardly ever go on social media. Oh, it's funny because your light's always green when I'm looking on it. Um, how much time do you spend watching Netflix? Oh, no, no, I don't. Not very often. Oh, really? But have you not just done that box set in five days? Do we still call them a box set, Greg? I think so. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so busy and I need to do all these things because no one else will do them. Okay, but have you asked? Have you asked someone else to do them? Oh, but no one does it like I do. Yeah. But how can they do it if you don't know how to do it and don't learn to do it because you didn't do it for the first time? Because either. you don't let them. Oh, yeah, because I've got, I've got to stay busy. I've got to stay busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but it's funny, right? Because same same uh, client I was talking about earlier, she asked for help from her partner and her son the other week and her partner made her son's lunchbox and she looked in it and checked in. She was like, okay, he didn't make it how I would have made it, but he made it. And I said, okay, well, what did he do differently? He cut the sandwiches into rectangles instead of triangles. Now, I agree there's a rule that states or a law that states a sandwich tastes better cut into a triangle. I don't know why. I don't know why. But does it matter? Really? And she agreed it didn't matter. She agreed. And she was just really thankful that he'd done it. But it comes back to this point of if we don't ask, how do you know we need help? Can I just tell back a little bit just a little bit of yeah journey there social media usage is is frighteningly awful so I, I i had a client i spoke to the other day and she was she was doing that i haven't got time so i said great cool i get it we were really busy you know she's a professional she's a project manager she's doing all this stuff I'm like, great get your phone out okay go into general yeah go to settings cool Tell me about your screen time. What is it? And she read it out and it was like eight hours, 59 minutes. I was like, so don't give me the multitasking thing. That shows your screen has been on for eight hours. Now, it obviously some of that time would have been where it would have just been open and on and you're not actually doing anything. So even if we take off an hour for that, that's seven hours of time of you on the screen looking at stuff that's a whole day's work mm -hmm. and it was like the penny just dropped yeah amazing yeah two days later she's gone greg i've dropped it by half i'm so much more productive yeah so yeah. we tell ourselves these little lies and these little stories and actually, for most people, there's probably one to, to three things that you need to complete each day to make each day a success. Other than that, you're just faffing and just making a list to look busy because everyone's on the internet boasting about how much they're hustling and working hard. Stop oh, yeah. Hard. Just stop being busy for no reason. Yeah. It's not helping you. It's keeping yeah. you stuck. Yeah. I try and, um, I try and, 
help my clients with that what are the three things for today and you know what doesn't even three is quite a lot what's the one big thing for today i have the same thing what's the one thing you need to accomplish this week which is yeah. one thing. and i think often people are but greg i need to have this this and this and this and this like, no that's distraction yeah yeah distraction. so we should leave people with some practical stuff like practice. yeah so yeah give you like your top top three <laughs> tips to make your just to to get rid of the i don't have time monster yes okay and then i'll do my thing. real practical should we do like i do one then you do one let's do that okay so my first one would be yeah i think it's got to be screen time like be aware of your screen time Every single phone, doesn't matter whether it's an iPhone or an Android, will tell you how much screen time you've had. Mm-hmm. So be conscious of that screen time. Ace one. Okay, cool. My one. Um, look at your to-do list and actually put allocated time of when you're going to do those things. And do not make that time longer than 50 minutes. And that way you don't expand your task to fill the time. Mm-hmm. Because we're good at doing that. Yeah, so that's number two for me. Good. Okay. Um, mine, is, my next one. So number two would be um, use, do, delegate, or ditch. Woo. So you know you've got you've got this mental list of things, or maybe it's a physical list of things, but actually, really question: Do you need to do it? Can someone else do it so you delegate it or does it really not need to be done? So ditch it. Yep. Yep. I like it. All right. Number four from me. Ask your children, is it an emergency? If the answer is no, <laughs> they can wait. Sometimes. Brilliant. Brilliant. That? Love it. Like get them to do stuff on their own. Nothing yeah. Nothing happens to them. In fact, it'll probably make them better people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last one from me is communicate. So communicate with the kids, communicate with the other half or the extended family if they're over-reliant on you, but most of all, communicate with yourself. So make a commitment of the one big thing that you're going to do today or communicate with the other half that you need help or with the kids that you need 10 minutes of peace and quiet. Just communicate. Awesome. Here's my final one. Get a coach who ain't going to BS you into telling you the BS that you carry around. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like get an outside perspective on what you're doing and why you're doing it, because you can get easily trapped in your narrative of I'm busy, don't have time, blah, blah, blah. But when someone looks at it from a different angle, you can see clearly now the rain is gone. Beautiful, Greg. Beautiful. He's been a choir back in the day. Did she? Yeah. Then, then puberty happened. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Thanks for listening to the Greg Fearon podcast. And the Confidence with Chrissy podcast too. No, no, no. The Female Confidence Coach podcast. <sighs> I'm sorry. We're not doing this again if you get it wrong. Ha, 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 ha.
Now it's been awesome to have like a double like podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We should do this again sometime soon. We should. Yeah, man. Definitely. Thank thanks for listening, people. Don't forget to leave a review. Subscribe. Rate. Share. And like. <laughs> <laughs> and do the things we told you to do in the recommendations. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. You just do the stuff we talked about. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. People. Cheers. Talk soon. Bye. See you on the other side.